What's up, you guys? It's another episode of A Man and His Podcast. It's your boy, Squint Harris, a very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Anakin Murphy. All right. Uh, so the first time I seen you was, I forgot, it was like October of 2019, I think it was. And um, I forgot the promotion's name, but it's in Homer, Illinois very small venue but that's the first time i seen you and i don't know if you were wrestling or if you were just like a referee or what you were but i remember seeing you there uh, that was uwc um that maybe that might have been that might have been wrestling or wrestling at that at that point yeah because i think i forgot what it was but uh we went out there for a uh uh my buddy brady had a match there and we just all went there with him and then a few months later, I started seeing you like actually wrestling like at zero one or something, I think, and then started seeing you pop up places. And then I started seeing you at uh, fucking Anarchy. And yeah, that's sick. Uh, how does it feel wrestling for Anarchy? Because in my opinion, Anarchy is like a Midwest like staple in a way. It 100% is. Uh, Anarchy was like always like a goal whenever i whenever i was like starting to get into wrestling uh so like being there to wrestle is sick and like it's really cool to learn from people like like gary and like everyone else in the locker room uh, i do think anarchy is like not only like the staple in st louis but like the staple in the midwest because in st louis no one no one could touch him oh absolutely not and like I forgot who I was just telling this, but St. Louis is just like filled with a bunch of promotions. And like Matt's even uh, even said that on the uh, Gary J documentary, he's like, he just said uh, like St. Louis is just filled with promotions. So like to be able to be on top is like difficult, but they've remained on top in my opinion for a while. And it's yeah, I agree. All their setbacks and all of that. Do you remember when you debuted for Anarchy? Yeah, it was. Uh... Uh, I think it was October on the pre-show against Victor Analog is still um, like I've had like three or four matches with Victor and that uh, five minute pre-show match. I was like our best one in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause like I said, I stopped going to Anarchy for a little bit and then started picking up on it again. And I was like, Oh shit, there's Anakin, there's Victor. Uh, trying to think who else I've seen come through. Uh, uh, Connolly, all of them. And just, that's awesome. Uh, so Zero One USA, uh, how long have you been wrestling for them? Uh, I think I've been wrestling for them pretty much like my entire career. So like three years uh, consistently. I was going to say, because you just came up on your uh, three-year wrestleversary, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. So is that when you made your in-ring debut or is that when you started training? Uh kind of like whenever i made my in-ring debut if it was if it was training it'd be four but uh okay. Okay. i kind of just count like oh my wrestleversary is whenever i like wrestled my first match all right all right and then we have a few questions from twitter a lot and by a few i mean a handful uh it's like i was just telling you that this is the most questions that i've gotten for uh, a guest uh, I'm going to start off with the first set of questions. This one is from Team Klein. Uh, his first question is, what is your go-to order at Burger Board? 
Uh, so backstory, I used to live in Jacksonville, Illinois. Uh, it's like my hometown, like my family still lives there. Um, and burger board is like this locally owned restaurant in there and people love it, but I fucking hate it. So I, I guess my go-to order is, uh, going to another restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, this question is what, it, uh, was the closing of Long John Silver's the primary reason you moved out of Jacksonville? hundred percent. And when he asked no, that, no. I thought he meant, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. I was no, uh, legitimately like I just had an opening uh, <clears throat> at a uh, apartment and now I have like a roommate and a cat and my girlfriend all together in a, in a town called Taylorville. Um, so that was like my only reason for moving out of Jacksonville. Okay. How long, how long have him and Crime Fighter been friends and how influential has he been on Anakin's career? He asked. Uh, I hope this is ironic because that dude's a piece of shit. <laughs> so, so not at all. Not at all? Not at all. And then the final one, is it appropriate to go out in public and gimmick? And then a side comment from that is Matt Fitchett said this one got him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's also a story. This happened like uh, last zero one show. So like probably two to three weeks ago. Um, Fitchett wanted to go to this like like Mattoon has like the original Burger King like like not the chain restaurant like the original Burger King yeah, yeah. Um, and Fitchett's like I want to I want to go to there I'm like all right I'm gonna walk with you and I was like in my gear he goes oh you're gonna go in that I'm like yeah so that's kind of like as soon as we walked in we saw clients that's probably where that question's coming from so yes it's a hundred percent appropriate to uh go in your gear and to a public place i've done it countless times what are some other places that you have gone to in gear uh there was like uh me and a couple others got to this tennessee show it was for twe um and we got there super early and the show wasn't for hours and like i got i usually get my gear on pretty early um and there is like, I guess like this mattress store, like right next door. So like, I just kind of went into this mattress store with my gear on and just walked around and looked at these beds because I was so bored. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I can just imagine like what the uh, employees were thinking, just seeing somebody walking around in full gear, just raising some, probably raise some eyebrows. Probably no one talked to me, which is kind of weird. Like no one, no one was like, "Oh, are you looking, look into a bed?" Or hey, if you're not going to buy anything, get out. Like just kind of. I was in there for a good while. <laughs> That'd be awesome if just right before the show, you're just looking for a mattress. You bought a mattress, and then these next sec, uh, next set of questions are from Cameron Saturn. They ask, ask him about Salem. Ah, that's my cat. My uh, all black cat named Salem. We've had her for uh, ever since she was like a month or two old, and yeah, she's sick. And Cam Cameron likes uh, Salem a lot, and I like Cameron a lot. Cameron is the best. I'm so glad I haven't been able to meet them yet. They were supposed to be at a show I was at, and then I just I ended up not going, or they ended up not going, and it just kind of fizzled out. They're badass. 
And then Cameron asks, ask him about the Raven pose. Uh, that's a whole, like, I, that's an inside joke that me and Cameron have that I stole from uh, Zach Sawyer's. How the inside joke goes is uh, on this show, Zach Sawyer's, uh, who is also very good and needs a lot more praise than he gets. Um, him and Brad Skimmerhorn, who is also very good, were in this like show and there's a big pull apart happening at the end and they didn't really want to do it. So everyone went out for the pull apart and they stayed back and just like strutted like Jeff Jarrett and then hit the Raven pose and then just walked to the back. So like, I just thought that was hilarious. So it somehow came up with me and Cameron. So now it's me and Cameron's thing. And then final question is, ask him where the name Diesel came from. That's actually, that is, that is a, that's a question I think a lot of people kind of think about. Um, if, if, if anyone goes to anarchy, I'm either just, I'm always just Diesel. Uh, so whenever me, and Nick Kane and Gary J were riding together a couple times. For some reason, like after show, Gary J is another animal. And one time he goes like, all right, you know what? We're the click. Nick, you're Scott Hall. Uh, Anakin, since you're the biggest one, you're Diesel. And of course, I'm Shawn Michaels. So, and Diesel, Diesel just kind of stuck. And um, there was one time where I usually just introduce myself to everybody as Anakin because no one's going to rem remember my first name. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was in Tennessee and uh, Merck, who also kind of caught on to the Diesel nickname, a, gr a group of like people, like I, we're all in a circle and some people were like, hey, is your actual name Anakin? Because that's really cool. And Merck just cuts in and goes, no, his real name's Diesel. <laughs> and like I pause and I'm like, yeah, my real name's Diesel. <laughs> that's awesome uh zach says tell him straight edge is a gang and then throw up the cm punk x arms straight edge is not a gang come on now i love zach oh i love zach and then these next set of questions are from matt fitchett himself he asked what hobbies does anakin partake in <laughs> um I, uh, like, legitimately, wrestling's, like, the only thing I kind of have. Um, I don't really play any instruments. I never really did anything in high school. It's, like, wrestling's always been, like, the thing I've wanted to do. So, um, I guess the only hobbies I would have is, like, playing with my cat or hanging out with uh, my girlfriend, my roommate. I guess if you can call those hobbies. All right. Fair enough. And then next question is, do you enjoy EDM? <laughs> uh no <laughs> not one bit i fucking hate it it's like dubstep right my club music. yeah 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 fitch it loves like electronic alternative kind of music he loves it that he that does not like i would never uh never imagine that I'm he, he likes that. a lot of weird things with music like that just when I see him, I don't think of EDM. That's crazy. It's electronic alternative, I guess. That's how he says it. And then the final question from Fitchett is: Is he a spot monkey or a storyteller? Neither. I'm not trained. <laughs> is that like is that for 
for real? Are you like not actually trained? No, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm trained. I just uh, I guess like if I would answer it seriously, uh, I I guess both. I don't know. I hate I hate both of those terms. Yeah, yeah. You just go out there and fill out the vibes, pretty much. I just I just scream and kick. That's all I do. You sell like terrifyingly good because at the last Anarchy show I went to, me and my friend Alex, anytime uh, during the pre-show, I forgot who you were facing. I think it was uh, Connor Hopkins, Gillespie. Oh, Gillespie, yeah. That was, uh, McKean, I think yeah, was. That, was a, that was a trios match. And they did like a power bomb or a body slam to you and just like you let out the loudest scream ever and me and my friend were just like oh my god is he okay just because like the way you sold it just like i mean you did good it just terrified the shit out of me i thought you were dead i was like oh oh i think uh i think selling is very important um i love i love like I, I it's a good compliment so thank you i love like selling so good that people think you're actually hurt um like I also like, uh, like project my body a lot. I think whenever I sell, so like there was this one time I took a brain buster, and sometimes I watch like fight compilations whenever I'm bored and people get knocked out, and I took this brain buster, and I went all stiff and like made my hands kind of weird, and John Wayne Murdoch legit thought I was knocked out, so that was cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Matt DeMorris is like the main person I watch for like selling, which is weird because he's a backyarder. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, that was Dingo's main takeaway from you. He was telling me when I had him on, uh, he was just because I asked him like who stood out to you or who stood out to him, and your name came up, and he's like just the way that he sells was just amazing. And like he said, selling is like a big factor like in a wrestler so because like if somebody just doesn't sell or they sell bad it just kind of like ruins the aspect of wrestling i think yeah he's 100 percent right and like um being a part of that tournament was was nuts because that was like i think that tournament and after that match getting like the compliments and the advice from dingo and even now Dingo, uh, oh, who stood out to you on your own tournament? Dingo says, I'm one of the names. That's fucking insane. And it's like a huge fucking, like, I guess, sigh of relief of like, okay, maybe I'm doing something good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, going back to that tournament, how did it feel being a part of that? Because it, it was a Dingo invitational. So, like, you got invited to be into the tournament. How did it feel to be brought into it? Just, I think I think all in all, it was just like it was, it was overwhelmingly like I don't know how to put it like good. I, I don't want to just say good. It was like I guess like a privilege. I guess um, to be in it. Like even whenever we were taking the big photo right beforehand, like I was just sitting thinking, I'm like, huh, I'm in a tournament. I'm in a ring right now with with uh, ACH and Gary J and Aaron Williams and all these, you know, Matt, my, my boys, Matt Fitchett and maybe Vega, like all these people. And I'm in this tournament because like, maybe I belong with them. Maybe I can hang with them. 
so it was it, it was a privilege and it was like very like self-reassuring yeah if there was anybody in that tournament that you could have faced who would it have been who would you have loved to have a match with in that tournament uh i think ach would have been a really big step for me um and a really like big uh challenge because he is unbelievable people don't talk about him enough um more of just like a personal thing i would have loved to like uh kick gary in the face as hard as i could so him too have you and gary had a match yet yeah we've had two um we've had one at anna fight underground um that was a match that pretty much changed everything for me wrestling wise uh in terms of like that match kicked off me and Gary's like real life friendship. And that like put a lot of confidence into me to like keep going with wrestling. Um, and we had another one at Bittersweet Pro and we're actually gonna have another one uh, June 9th. Yeah, June 9th at Zawa Live. Okay, okay. No, Gary is like you said, just one of the just nicest and he's also just one of the best and then ACH is also just my I just wish more people talked about him and I wish he was on more shows like Uh, yeah he was one of my first favorites on the indies ACH is is criminally underrated I don't know like I don't know how uh I don't know how people like like it's it's okay if people don't know who you are um, I don't know how some people don't know who ACH is because that dude can, that dude can run circles around anybody. Any match I've seen him have, like he, it's just an amazing match. I just I wish he was more, just everywhere. I wish he was like wrestled everywhere because, like you said, like it, it doesn't make sense how people don't know who he is. Same with Gary, legitimately. Oh, Gary, no one. I- I, I wish uh, he would get signed. I know he's uh, unsigned and he don't care, but I just – he's so underrated. Yeah, no, I think I think I can only just sum up Gary and just, like, no one, in my, in my opinion, in, in modern day, like, on the indies, no one is more legit than Gary in the ring. Oh, absolutely. He is just, like, I don't know. Me and uh, Joy Janella, like when he was looking for people for GCW, he's like, who should uh, we bring in for spring break? And I was like, Gary J. And he's like, all right, I'll think about it. I love Gary J. And I was like, bring Gary J in, please. Like, I just, I want everyone to know who Gary J is. Uh, The first time I met Gary, though, I uh, bought a T-shirt from him. And he like signed it, and I made like a joke. I was like, I was like, oh, now I can't, now I can't wash it. You signed it. And he's like, oh, I haven't done my laundry in three years. It's fine. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, like, that sounds like Gary. In your three years of wrestling, who is, uh, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like your biggest opponent, like that's done the most for you in your career. Gary. Gary. A hundred percent, Gary. I've had a lot of people help me in wrestling. Like uh, there's a guy named Roy Lewis who used to wrestle in St. Louis a lot. And like early on, like 
that was the guy who was always by my side through everything. And even to this day, um, we still talk all the time. Um, but a hundred percent, like Gary has done a lot for me. Um, I, 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 I already, I already put him over, so I'll just leave it at that. But also like I have, I've only wrestled one of them, but both Vega and Fitchett have done, I've done a ton for me, a, ton, a lot that they didn't have to do. Um, and now Grindhouse is a thing, and it's pretty badass. So what is Grindhouse? Grindhouse is a stable with me, Fitchett, Vega, Marty Bell, and Patrico. And Grindhouse, I guess... Uh, I guess Grindhouse exists because people were getting sick of the besties and the besties were getting sick of the besties and kind of didn't give a shit anymore. And they're going to show everybody that they didn't give a shit anymore in a good way, not a bad way, in a very, very good way. And I, I like in my unbiased opinion, I think Grindhouse is a hundred times better than the besties. I wasn't because I wasn't sure exactly what it was because I kind of stepped away from watching the local scene for a little bit. And then I started hearing them be announced as Grindhouse. And then I seen the Grindhouse Twitter page and I was just like, oh, okay. Okay. So that I wasn't sure if it was a stable or if it was just like a, uh, like a team ambition type of thing where it was just a group of trainees, like people that train together. But so you said uh, you've only wrestled one of them. Which one was it? I've only wrestled Vega. Okay. Okay. And that match, that match hurt, but that's what kind of happens. His, uh, his match with uh, Billy on night two at the Dingo was like one of the most brutal matches I've seen because Vega does not hold back. It looks like, is that how it was for you? Yeah. That, uh, that, that match was the best match of the whole tournament. In my opinion, I only seen night two, but that's that's what I've heard like from everyone. They've all said that that was match of the tournament. Anarchy Anarchy is having a really really cool run right now. There's at least one match, uh, at yeah at least like one match from every show ever since they came back to Spalding, where you could put that match up against anything on the Indies, like ACH and Kenny Alfonso. Um, what was it? Oh yeah, Mike Bailey and Davey Vega. Davey Vega and Billy Starks, ACH and Aaron Williams. Like there is a plethora of great things Anarchy is doing, and it's sick. So you said since they've came back to Spalding, how does it feel for you to be able to wrestle in Spalding Hall? I don't, like whenever I first uh, wrestled in Spalding, that was like my first time in Spalding, um, and it's a really cool building. You could tell that there is a love and a lot of history with it no definitely because i remember whenever i first went back to spalding hall like it was just funny i was like just walking around talking to people and like everyone is in their same seats that they're in at every show like you have yeah uh you have where klein and his family sits and then you have where papa kenway in the papa kenway section usually is and then you have the same people sitting in the like, same front row seats, all of that. And then it's just like I was walking around. I'm like, oh, I remember at this event, somebody 
went through this wall right here. Oh, I remember when somebody jumped off of this right here and just stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. such a great venue. What is uh, your favorite venue, or not favorite venue, but most like odd venue you've wrestled at? I got to think about, I think, I think I, I, I know the coolest venue. Um, I'm trying to think of odd one. I think the coolest venue I've, I've wrestled in is uh, Hybrid Championship Wrestling has like this, um, this sports center where they play like indoor soccer at. And they yeah. have like such a cool like locker room and the whole whole building is really, really cool. I think that was that's the coolest venue I've I've wrestled in. I think odd. Uh I wrestled in I wrestled in a mall parking lot one time, but I think the only thing that really made it odd was like our locker room was this abandoned shop, like in the mall. And like by abandoned, I mean this shit is abandoned. Like there is like no lights, like no nothing. So I think that's that was probably the most uh, oddest venue that I've that I've been in. So it wasn't a parking lot or like a parking garage. It, it was like it was in a parking lot. Like the show, okay. like the rain, like the rain and the wrestling was in the parking lot. Uh, but the mall itself um, and changing in a very dark abandoned mall shop that could have been a J.C. Penny or something. That was a uh, that that was odd. That's like that actually sounds so aesthetically cool. Just it was not. <laughs> you know, not for a locker room, but just to like walk by maybe, but like to get dressed in there and all that. That sounds like creepy. Yeah, it was it was a bit eerie. And then also, um, did you see at uh, Anarchy the fan that was wearing the same shirt as you? No, I didn't. Oh yeah, I did. The purple striped shirt. Yeah. 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 Is that uh did you gift him that or is that just a shirt that anyone could buy? Yeah, it's a shirt that anyone could buy at Hot Topic. Um, but night one he told me, like, oh, I have the I have the same shirt. I saw you wearing it last show. I'm like, all right, cool, wear it tomorrow and I will. So that, that's what happened. <laughs> okay, okay. That's because uh, I wasn't sure if that was like a shirt that he reached out to you to get made also or what. No, it's just uh, just a shirt of Hot Topic. I used to have shirts like in my first year, and I don't I don't have any anymore. But um, all my entrance stuff, um, I've either like bought and had someone paint on it, or I've just bought as is. Okay, okay. And then did uh, when Evan put your shirt on, did it like stretch it out or anything to where you couldn't wear that no more? Surprisingly, it did not. Okay, I was gonna say because it looked like it was gonna, it looked like it was definitely gonna stretch out a ton, but that, that's good that it didn't. Yeah, surprisingly, surprisingly, it's still kicking. I mean, if if anything happens to it, I can just go get another one, but uh, no, surprisingly, it was good. All right, and then these next set of questions, they're just rapid fire, and okay. uh, how they go is I just ask you, I, I give you a topic or a person, and you just give me your quick like quick uh, rapid fire thought or opinion on them okay so uh if i have a story i might say the story if that's cool yeah 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 right. definitely that's also what i meant first person team klein klein klein's cool klein's a good fan i don't really have a particular like story or anything though all right mad dog Connolly. that's the man uh Connolly and i have been 
have been friends for like before before I was even reffing. Uh, whenever I was just a fan, Connolly and I um, became really close really fast, and we trained together for a good bit. And he's doing really sick shit, and he's also helped me a ton, and I've helped him a ton. And I'm really glad that we have each other's backs. Zach Ruber. Zach's really fucking talented, and he doesn't give himself enough credit for it, and people don't give him enough credit for it. Um, like his his videography is really, really good. And that documentary that Gary, um, that documentary he made about Gary, like that should be seen by everybody. That's what I told him. I was like, cause he, like anytime I was texting him during it, he was like, it means so much that you're watching this. And I'm like, dude, everyone needs to see this. That was like some top notch stuff. And I wish he like gave himself more credit for it. Yeah. Next person, Camaro Jackson. Uh, in my opinion, and this, this may be an unpopular thing, but as far as, as team ambition goes, um, Camaro is the best one in that team. Camaro is next level and Camaro just needs to be seen by more people. And like, he's, he's incredible and he's a very, very cool dude. I, I love Camaro. I love Camaro. And I just... Like you said, he needs to be seen by more people. And I I just hope he gets a contract from anywhere, like, soon. Just oh, That'd be cool. Next person is Warhorse. Uh, he's really good. And um, I feel like um, a lot of people didn't really know Jake Parnell as much as they know Warhorse. Um, and I feel like people trying to look at Warhorse and think, like, oh, yeah, he's a cool headbanging guy. And no, Warhorse can fucking go, and Warhorse can put people in the fucking dirt, and he's a really good professional wrestler. I feel like more people need to give him that. I think what it is is a lot of people just base their opinion off of him, off of his match against Cody for the TNT title. And, and I don't, I don't think they should because I think he's like that match was great for him. Uh, and I just think people need to like also watch a lot more Warhorse. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember when that happened, a lot of people were just kind of saying like, "Oh, this old Warhorse guy, he's good." But and I'm just like, "No, you just get on IWTV and type his name in, and I promise you, your opinion will change." Yeah. And then your thought or opinion, not on a person, but a topic, but backyard wrestling. Uh, I did backyard wrestling for, for years. Um, I think backyard wrestling uh, is cool sometimes. Um, I kind of have like a mixed opinion on it. I loved it. It was like the best time in my high school days uh, going out and just backyarding with friends or driving 30 minutes to go backyard with more friends. Um, that was all really cool. But I feel like if you want to be a wrestler, that bad then know where to stop for backyard wrestling and then go get trained and then go go do it for real you know what I mean yeah no definitely because I know a few people uh locally that are my friends they uh like they take their backyard days too serious like every now and then they'll post pictures of them with like a backyard title and they'll be like one day I'll return and I'm just like just train like because like backyard wrestling is cool like you said just 
if you want to get to that next level, you need to leave it behind you. But do you have any crazy backyard wrestling stories? Um, before I get to that, I, I do want to uh, a little response to what you said. Yeah. Um, I agree with you about like, oh, if you want it that bad, go train. Um, I'm, I'm a believer in that pro wrestling isn't for everybody. Um, wrestling, like pro wrestling itself, that is for everybody. But like actually doing it, it's, it's very hard. And it is okay if people can't do it. Um, so if people do want to backyard wrestle for 20, 30 years, hell yeah. If you're having fun with it, go do it. Um, I do think uh, story-wise, nothing really crazy happened. Like I never did anything outlandish um, like some people in the early 2000s have. Um, I think like the craziest thing I did was like we, my dad my dad built this makeshift rainforest and I like dove over the top rope and landed onto nobody and that hurt really bad. I remember during like I didn't backyard wrestle but I was like part of the group that did and they would have like big shows where we'd have like 20 to 60 people just show up to watch us and I remember there was a TLC match and my friend jumped off the top of the ladder and he went or no he was on top of it and somebody pushed it and his foot clipped a rope and he just smacked right off the ground like smacked right off of a table and just like everyone just like oof yeah, that sounds that sounds bad. What is the uh, craziest bump that you've taken professionally, though? Um, I took uh, I had a hardcore match with Ace Perry at New Wave Pro, um, and I took a like cutter off the top rope onto a pile of chairs, and that 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 sucked. Um, I did do a, I did do a barbed wire death match one time uh but i don't think anything in there was super crazy by my standards yeah yeah that sounds barbed wire death matches just sound too scary for me i hate barbed wire like it just terrifies me i can never it's uh it's something death matches are something um but I, I i dig my barbed wire death match endeavor where was that at it was at a Ruthless Pro Wrestling in Michigan. It was me, uh, Matthias Thrasher, I think that's how you pronounce his first name, and Randy West in a barbed wire dust match. Can you find that match anywhere? Or... I think it's on IWTV. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna have to seek that out. And then the final uh, rapid-fire question before the final question is, mm-hmm. what is your opinion on Big Beef and do you have a story with him? Oh, big beef. Um, I don't have a story with him per se. Uh, I think he's good. And I think uh, his like his aura is very like big. And and that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then the final question I ask all my guests this, if you have any piece of advice for anyone, it doesn't have to be related to wrestling, just anything, what would it be? Um, is it cool if I do wrestling too? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I guess I, you could take this for what you will, because I'm only 20 years old. I have a lot more advice that I probably need today. Um, but I think life advice wise, uh, do what makes you happy. 
and um, it's very cliche, but a lot of people are stuck like not doing what makes them happy or they're stuck in a shitty situation or they're stuck in a shitty, shitty home or whatever have you. Uh, just do what makes you happy and realize that no matter what happens, no matter uh, what rut you're in, no matter what minor inconveniences or ruining your day, everything's going to be fine. Um, wrestling wise, uh, I think people need to give themselves a little bit more credit. Uh, cause I can, I can guarantee any show that I go to, no one there thinks that they're a good wrestler. People that do, they kind of suck as people. Um, I feel like people need to give themselves a lot more credit because even whenever we were saying like, oh yeah, ACH is really good. Like I've told, I've told ACH like, Hey man, you're really good. He goes like, I'll stop it. You know, people just need to give themselves more credit, not like be super arrogant. Like I'm the best, but just like realize you're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. Believe in yourself really. Yeah. Have confidence. All right. And then if you want to let the, know, uh, let the people know where they can find you on social media, upcoming shows, all of that. Uh, just follow me on Twitter, Anakin Sad Murphy. That's kind of where like everything is anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Was that a train I heard? What's up? I thought I just heard a train in the background. I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wasn't sure if I was hearing things or not. And then any last pieces, any last words or anything? Um. No, I'm cool. This is a cool podcast. Absolutely. You were actually one of the first people to like reach out to me or reach out to the podcast page and just like ask to be on. So thank you for that. That really, yeah, like that meant a lot. I love yeah. that. Hell yeah, because I, it's funny. I don't know if I told you this, but I was actually getting ready to reach out to you here soon. But I was that going is kind of funny. I was getting ready to go on vacation and I was like, oh, I'll just message him when I get back. And then you hit me up right before I left. And I was like, all right, let's do this then. Yeah, uh, actually, this was a really good podcast. I usually hate them. Um, I usually, some podcasts are always the same. Like, oh, where did you train that? Tell me your story. <clears throat> no, you actually asked some really interesting questions that sparked some really interesting like stories. And I watched your one with Dingo, watched it. I heard it, listened to it. Um, so yeah yeah no i i try to stray away from those questions because i was telling uh rose this like i feel like every wrestler gets asked that on every podcast like oh why'd you start wrestling where'd you train uh -huh. what was your first like and like i don't know i just don't want to waste your time per se and i don't want to waste audience's time because if they want to yeah. know that and find it anywhere but yeah, uh hell yeah thank you um absolutely but that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, leave a thumbs up or a thumbs down. One star, five stars. It doesn't matter. Uh, follow me on uh, follow me on Twitter at a man in his pod or at your boy Squints. And then follow Anakin at Twitter on... Anakin Sad Murphy. All right. And then that's going to do it. Thank you for listening, guys. Yo. You know, out of space. Space. Shout out to man in his podcast. Shout out Squint. Shout out Cody. Bitch. Squint and Cody. Still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me. 
with it, that's like I feel it like Brody. Uh, talk is lean, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream, huh? Squints and Cody, uh, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. Uh, they can't hold me, uh, with it, that's like I feel it like Brody. Uh, talk is lean, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? Ay, We make it yeah. happen, they got to the dream, huh? Meanie, meanie, money, my catch your thotty by her toe. If she says she don't listen to the podcast, I let her go. If she says she do this, she a motherfucking keeper. Grim Reaper killing beasts without the effort, cause I'm eat good. Came from the bottom, so jump from the top rope. My head is mad, how I'm spitting the scout flow. I'm on my game, running up for that pop flow. We want a green second cheese, just like nachos, huh? Say, so let me breathe for a second, huh? I'll be balling hard out in these threes, like I'm reffing, huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, with it that spells like I'm feeling like Brody. Talk is lead, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream, huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, with it that spells like I'm feeling like Brody. Talk is lead, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream.